Heads up, me gente, that you can now text me your thoughts on each episode. There's a link at the top of the episode description to do that right from your phone. If you are going to text me, and I would love it if you would, there's two things you got to know. First, please do not remove the pre-populated text. It'll say, do not remove. And also, be sure to put your name in the text so I know who you are, because what I'm going to receive on my end is only going to show the last four digits of your phone number. I won't have any way to know who that is unless you tell me. But I really do want to hear from you and what you have to say about the show. I'll even read some of your responses on a future episode. So check out that link in the description. Also, don't forget that it's non-mom May over on Instagram. It's a celebration that brings you a daily prompt for you to engage in, like what's the worst date you've ever been on? Plus a different non-mom to follow every day in May. Search out the hashtag non-mom May on Instagram or simply follow me at Pauletta Rado. Yep, it's just my name at Pauletta Rado over on Instagram. Of course, all of this is also in the show notes. Now, let's go start the show. Hola, and welcome to the Maker Muse podcast, the place where child-free, Spanglish-speaking mujeres fuertes are inspired to find their confidence through creativity. I'm Pauletta Rado, the Maker Muse. I hope you're staying hydrated, mis amigas, because as you know, that is super important to the creative process. Bueno, today we're continuing where we left off last time on the Creativity is a Marathon episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, that's cool, but you should go do that. Porque chica, es bien importante to understand the significance of community and strategic resources. But if ain't nobody got time for that, here's the quickie recap. The spigot to your creative flow can sometimes feel like it's been shut off. These creative ruts are similar to the Valley of Despair, where our enthusiasm is outweighed by frustration and everything feels hard. You can try to prepare for this by rewarding yourself, having your hype song playlist on repeat, developing a support system and community, staying hydrated, and moving around so your body and brain aren't stagnant. Pero ¿qué pasa when you're already in it? No amount of water or movement is working? Bueno, les prometí más. So here are 12 more tips for crushing creative blocks, recovering from creative burnout, and getting back into your flow state. Número uno, ignore your art completely. This first one is going to sound counterintuitive, but it's also the simplest. I know it might make you go, ¿Qué, qué, qué? Palette, estás loca. And that's okay. I'm starting with this one precisely because it seems so bonkers out there that the rest of these are going to sound a lot more doable. But this is still an option. I'm telling you to walk away. And I know this works because not only have I used it, and I'm going through the very same thing right now, but it was also recommended by at least three of my followers on Instagram. So shout out to Kesha, Jenny, and Kim. Nota puras, this is probably temporary, but what you might need is distance from your art to let the burnout heal. If you keep pushing and pushing right now, it might only get worse. So take a pause. Instead, use this time to lean into something new or go back to something you used to love. Start a journaling practice or a yoga practice. Go skateboarding or to a baseball game. Make flower crowns. Try doing TikTok dances. Binge watch your favorite show again. Read that book you've had sitting on your nightstand all this time. The point is to just move away from this. Your creative satisfaction might be found elsewhere for now. So let this one lay dormant. Número dos, use your skills for a community project. If you can't use your creative skills in your own best interests, look at giving them to a good cause. This is great, especially for those of you whose love language is acts of service. Back when the pandemic first started in early 2020, there was a massive push for home sewists to make face masks. 
Some people in the sewing community were able to crank out dozens of them seemingly overnight. And this really galvanized the community together. So where can you apply your skills in the same way? Look at nonprofits and charities who are always in need of art supplies or volunteers to teach classes in your type of art. Numero tres, grab inspiration from maker challenges. And I'm going to get a little self-promoting here, but I think you'll indulge me. Sometimes what your creativity needs is rules and parameters to narrow your choices, and maybe your next art project becomes clear. I keep a running list of monthly and year-long challenges on my sewing slash maker blog petite font, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. In there, you'll find inspiration in the form of casual and formal artistic events, like juried contests with cash prizes. Admittedly, many of them are sewing-focused, but I've managed to turn art projects into sewing projects, so you can probably do the same in reverse. So give it a look. There are also Instagram accounts that host weekly drawing and other art challenges. So look to Instagram using the hashtags artchallenge or artchallenges. There's also a global challenge called the 100-Day Project, which invites participants to create something every day for 100 days. This one's one of my personal favorites, and this year, it's origami. Numero cuatro, create your own challenge. Not finding what you want among the list of these maker challenges? Then make up your own. What is it you want to accomplish with your art? What would it be fun to encourage other people to do at the same time? What kind of contest is your art community lacking? Create a challenge around that. And if you feel like sharing it, please send me the details so I can add it to the maker list. And the reason you might really want to do that is because a community support system is key to help re-energize you when you're in a creative desert. I created the Mendy Project to help me get through a massive laundry bag of jeans that all need their inner thighs mended, because thick thighs save lives, right? To keep me accountable, I invited the online sewing community to join me in this by using the hashtag TheMendyProject. Have I finished the bag? No. Do I feel bad about that? Also no. It's my challenge, and I'll do it whenever I damn well please. Like, when I feel like I've lost my sewing mojo, or what we call sojo. Numero cinco, organize your space. If you can't be arsed to actually make something, then maybe now's the time for a cleanup party. Organize your tools and your supplies, rearrange your making space, take stock of all the finished projects, catalog them, plan for future ones, fantasize about your next set of tools. If you're a sewist, my friend Grace from Maker Mountain Fabrics has this tip for you. Buy more fabric! But for you, maybe it's a set of bamboo knitting tools, a baby lock serger, a MacBook Pro, Karanda Ash pencils, Artiste makeup brushes. I don't know, whatever the Cadillac version of your specific art tools are, where would you put them? How much space do you need? You know, whatever your art is, maybe now's the time to plan for when you actually acquire those cool tools. Or at least get rid of the ones that no longer work. Throw that shit out so you can make space for all the new things that you're about to create. And shout out to Instagram followers Sarah and Kathleen for recommending this tip too. Numero seis, try a palate cleanser. Creative burnout is real. Falling into those valleys of despair happens and it can really suck. If you need a reason to fall in love with your art again, try returning to a project or starting a new one that is simple but enjoyable. It's something that's gonna give you an easy win and will help remove any traces of annoyance. It helps if this is also something you can accomplish quickly. For cooks, maybe this is your favorite midweek dish that you can throw together with your eyes closed. Photographers, where's your favorite local place to shoot from the hip? Dancers, what's your favorite choreography? Writers, who's your favorite character? Sewists, what's your TNT pattern? And so on. You can fill in the blank. Numero siete, go on an artist date. An artist date is what Julia Cameron describes in her book, The Artist's Way, as 
a block of time, perhaps two hours weekly, especially set aside and committed to nurturing your creative consciousness, your inner artist. In its primary form, the artist date is an excursion, a play date that you pre-plan and defend against all interlopers. You do not take anyone on the artist date, but you and your inner artist, aka your creative child. That means no lovers, friends, spouses, children, no taggers on of any stripe, If you think this sounds stupid or that you'll never be able to afford the time, identify that reaction as resistance. You cannot afford not to find time for artist dates. So she suggests doing that weekly for the entire 12 weeks of the book's run, which isn't a bad idea for keeping creative blocks at bay. If your magical creative mojo is missing, what do you have to lose by going out looking for inspiration? So what does an artist date actually look like? Julie answers this with, The Artist Date is a once-weekly, festive, solo expedition to explore something that interests you. The Artist Date need not be overly artistic. Think mischief more than mastery. Artist Dates fire up the imagination. They spark whimsy. They encourage play. Since art is about the play of ideas, they feed our creative work by replenishing our inner well of images and inspirations. When choosing an Artist Date, it's good to ask yourself, what sounds fun? And then allow yourself to try it. I'll link both to her website and her book in the show notes so you can check that out. Numero ocho, revisit a previous project. This can be something you made for you or even a commission. How would you reconceive that work today if you got the chance at a do-over? What would you improve or leave out completely? Would you do it exactly the same way? Have you learned a new method or technique that you could apply? Or go back to an old assignment. One of my favorite photography projects in college was to take 20 lines from different books, poems, or songs, put them together to create a new written piece, and then shoot a series based on that. I used a lot of 90s music in mind, as you might have guessed, but 20 years have passed since I did that, and I wonder what new song lyrics I might use this time. If that's not your jam, then reshoot your favorite color piece in black and white. If you're a baker, what would happen if you made a sourdough loaf in the Instant Pot instead of the oven? Painters, could you redo a watercolor painting in pastels or acrylics? Potters, use a new medium or type of clay. Have you ever sculpted in terracotta or bone china? The point is to reimagine your old piece in a new way. Numero nueve, join a test or a jury. Thanks to Janelle on Instagram for this tip. In sewing, pattern designers usually run a test of the design by having other people sew it up so they can ensure the directions are correct, pattern pieces fit together, and everything makes sense. It's like a beta test before releasing it to the public. If your artistic community offers these types of opportunities, join them. Creating something based on a specific brief with little room for deviation might be exactly what you need. And just like a maker challenge, the narrow scope of choice could respark that creativity. If you're not into beta testing, what about joining a jury and judging other people's work? Look into what opportunities exist for that. And it can be anything from a taste tester at a chili cook-off to judging scholarship entries. And now that I think about it, that sounds really yummy. Damn it, now I'm hungry. (laughs) Numero diez, indulge in a new medium. This one is a good tag team for the first idea I gave you, to walk away. Artists are rarely, if ever, one-trick ponies. So many of you have multiple disciplines. And shout out to follower Margs B for the reminder that a lot of us sewers or sewists whatever are also knitters or crocheters or even pattern designers. So what other artistic outlets do you have? When was the last time you got a chance to indulge in them? 
typography, candle making, woodworking, graphic design, painting, dancing, sculpting, weaving friendship bracelets, mixology, photography, doodling, comic book writing, knife forging, home decor, soap making, embroidery, filming a movie, rolling sushi, macrame, scrapbooking, mosaics, baking, napkin folding, balloon animals, pick up a new musical instrument, shit, even build something out of Legos. That's an art medium. Try it. Numero once. Leave the studio. This is similar to the artist date, but not quite. It isn't a date. It's more of a change in scenery. You see people writing on their laptops at coffee shops all the time. Could you do that? Where else could you work besides where you always do? If you're a studio photographer, try some landscape or street photography. Painter, move your easel to a different corner or go outside. Chef, cook in someone else's kitchen. Musician, Hey, I've got a saxophonist who is regularly posted up at the train station across the street giving us a free concert. But hey, if you don't want to leave your house, go play in the closet or up on the roof. You get the picture. Finally, numero doce. Shop your idea vault. Do you keep an idea vault? You know that your creativity ebbs and flows, so you can prepare for that by keeping a list of ideas you want to try one day. I have this on my phone, but maybe you carry a notebook or even a sketchbook with you instead. When all your good ideas seem to have dried up like the Sahara Desert or you're at the bottom of your death valley of creativity, pop open your notes and shop your old ideas. This is a good exercise no matter what type of artist you are. So to recap the 12 tips for crushing your creative blocks, they are 1. Ignore your art completely. 2. Use your skills for a community project. 3. Grab inspiration for maker challenges. Cuatro, create your own maker challenge. Cinco, organize your space. Seis, try a palette cleanser. Siete, go on an artist date. Ocho, redo a previous project. Nueve, join a test or a jury. Diez, indulge in a new art medium. Once, leave the studio. Doce, shop your idea vault. Is there one of these that you think will be most helpful to you? Which ones do you think you'll be using the next time you find yourself facing creative burnout? Feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram to share your thoughts. I'd really love to hear from you. All right, mis amigas, stay hydrated and that's a burrito. Thanks for listening to the Maker Muse podcast. I'd love it if we could make this a regular thing between you and me. So please subscribe to the podcast and tell all of your family and friends about it. And I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review it wherever you're listening to this right now. Hasta la próxima.